Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Bob Herrick from ESPN with us to discuss the 120th U.S. Open that will begin tomorrow morning at Wingfoot. Bob, your uh, overall uh, thoughts on this U.S. Open? Well, Holly, it's just great that they're playing. You know, uh, there was a time, you know, four, five, six months ago, we weren't sure we'd get to this point with the U.S. Open, especially given um, the difficulties in the Westchester County area of New York. Uh, obviously, that was an epicenter for the virus there for a long time and it's a minor miracle they're able to do this even without spectators and you know uh, today Wednesday uh, you know Mike Davis the USGA CEO actually said there was a time they were looking at moving the US Open to December and playing it in LA you know that's how bad things were and so just to be having it is great you know it's such a historic golf course uh, such a shame there can't be spectators New York fans are so are so rabid, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a U.S. Open, and I think it's going to be really cool. So the defending U.S. Open champion is Gary Woodland, for people who may have forgotten since it's been <laughs> uh, 15 months since he uh, closed his first major at Pebble Beach. Uh, how does this course suit Gary? Do you think uh, he could repeat? Yeah. I think it suits anybody who can hit the ball and play. And, uh, you know, Gary's a, a pretty long hitter. That helps. You know, he's one of the longer hitters out there. I think that's an advantage. Um, it's a long, hard golf course. Uh, and even if you miss a few fairways, everybody's going to, to have it closer to the hole is going to be an advantage. So the key, though, is you can't be missing a lot of fairways. You can't be, you know... Out of the 14, you, you, you better be hitting, you know, 9, 8, 9, somewhere in there, 10, and giving yourself shots from the fairway to the green. And if Gary can do that, just like some of these other guys, certainly he's got a chance. Uh, uh, and I, I, think he's, I think he's been pretty primed for this, actually. You know, he, he didn't play the Tour Championship, and he got his mind focused around trying to compete at the U.S. Open. And... Uh, you know, sort of hoping that he can and he can have a, a solid defense uh, from from that win a year ago. Actually, more than a year ago now uh, at Pebble Beach back in the back in June of nineteen. Yeah, it seems so long ago. Um, all right, it's official. Dustin Johnson was named PGA Tour Player of the Year on Monday, and Scotty Scheffler was named Rookie of the Year. Um, I think DJ was no surprise for the most part. What would you think about Scotty Scheffler? Yeah, I think he had the best year of a rookie. I mean, he didn't win, but he obviously had a strong finish. Um, you know, contended at the PGA Championship. Actually shot the second lowest score at the Tour Championship, if you just look at the 72-hole numbers. Um, you know, just very, very consistent, you know, highly ranked in the world now I think he's around 20 just a really solid year and uh, 19 last week and so he's not in the US Open uh, which is a blow I mean I, I think he's a guy that you know, look is someone you know 
outside of the names we always think of as someone who might have a chance. Yeah, you just cut out, Bob, but what you were saying was that he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so he, he did. Had, he had right. to withdraw. Yeah, it's a, really a shame. I mean, they've been on such a good run, and he, he tested positive in an uh, at-home test um, uh, last week. And so, uh, uh, and interestingly enough, he was replaced in the field by Brandon Grace, who was the last player before him six weeks ago to test positive. So, um, you know, they've been on a good run of this, and it's unfortunate because I, I think Scheffler would have been one of those guys you would have looked at as someone who had a chance um, because he's been playing so nicely lately. Well, that's my next question. You know, uh, Tiger calls this one of the hardest courses in golf. Um, you know, we've been talking about it, all the TV commentators talking about it. Uh, what, you know, you're one of the guys that reports and knows Tiger's game and where his head's at better than most. Uh, where, where do you see Tiger, uh, given his comments today? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that it's a, it's a big ask for Tiger this week. Um, you know, it, 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 look, he's standing upright, and that you never, ever discount him, I think, because of that. But the evidence suggests that he is going to have a hard time contending. Um, and, and really, all you have to do is go back to his last tournament, the BMW Championship, three weeks ago at Olympia Field, that was playing very much like a U.S. Open. You know, it was a par 70 course, only two par fives, pretty stringent, rough, very difficult, hard green. Uh, and, you know, Tiger finished 51st out of, out of what, uh, it was, I guess it was 70 players. And, you know, he was out of it by the weekend. And he, um, you know, he struggled because, A, he didn't make enough birdies. That's the bottom line. He only made nine birdies for the week. So he's averaging a little, what, you know, 2.25 birdies around. You know, that's, that's not going to cut it. Even on a really, really hard golf course, it's going to be hard to shoot around par if you don't make three or four or five birdies because you're going to make some bogeys. It's just inevitable. And so then you go back to some of the other things in his game. His, his putting has been very average to below average. And in the U.S. Open, you are going to be faced with a bunch of four, five, six, seven-footers for par. And, you know, you get on a run of missing those, and all of a sudden you're shooting 76. You know, so, I mean, can Tiger do it? Certainly. I mean, you know, I think the fact that around par appears to be the, the, the number we're talking about this week, that's good for Tiger. He doesn't have to make a ton of birdie putts. Um, he can manage his game. I, it sounds as if he's been working very, very hard on his lag putting, which has let him down at times. That's good. That's good. You know, if he's been able to practice that, that's good. If he's sharpened up his short game, all that's good. But can he get the ball in the fairway enough times off the tee to, to, to give himself some chance? You know, because Tiger is still one of the best mid to long iron players out there. And, but you got to be in the fairway. You know, it's not going to do him any good from the rough. From the rough, you're, 
you know, you're fortunate to advance the ball, you know, to, to get it close to the hole is impossible. And then you're again, you're stuck with, uh, you know, the short game issue. So I, I don't have a lot of confidence in his ability to be competitive this week. But, uh, you know, there's always a part of me that says you never know. All right. So if we look at what I would consider, you know, a short list of our, you know, best bets, you've got, you know, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, who, you know, he won a U.S. Open. Webb's had, you know, really a, a bunch of good finishes here in the uh, restart of the season. Uh, you know, who's on your radar? I don't discount any of those guys. Certainly Dustin Johnson, the way he's been playing. Uh, I picked Xander just because um, – because he's a little under the radar compared to the rest. Had a very good tour championship. You know, he shot the lowest 72-hole score. In, in, the, in, the, in the other format of the tour championship, he would have won the tournament and actually had the lowest score by three shots. And, you know, Eastlake wasn't playing easy. And he, he um, you know, he did very, very well there. Uh, and it's interesting, he's played in three U.S. Opens, and he's never been out of the top ten. So, uh you know, one of those was Aaron Hills, which was, was, you know, low scoring. But certainly Shinnecock and Pebble Beach were no pushovers. And uh, he put up the numbers. I think he can play really well on hard courses. So I, I like him a lot. Certainly Rom and DGK. Uh, I, I, I like Webb also. I'm curious how Rory plays now. You know, like, you know, this, you know a, a course where a guy who drives it well, that should be good for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think those are the names we're going to be looking at. Um, any, you know, there's, there's some young guns. You even said, you know, somebody like Scotty Scheffler, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, that he's out. Uh, Colin Morikawa, who won the PGA Championship, of course, you know, so much buzz about him the last few weeks. You know, does he lift the bar for, uh, you know, some of those guys to think, hey, I could do this? Sure. I mean, you got to look at that and, and, and take something out of it. Uh, you know, I, and I wouldn't put it past Morikawa to have a good week. Um, although he's gone into a little bit of a lull since uh, since he won the PGA. Uh, the instant, you know, I, I think that it's just been a hectic time for these guys. You know, a lot of golf here in the last month to six weeks. And I think maybe a little bit of a letdown was inevitable. Can he get getting get back going again is a big question now and uh but certainly you know there's a guy with an incredible iron game uh, uh you know it's funny it's funny tiger's playing with him and, and justin thomas and i was just mentioning how good of an iron player tiger is you know well more and justin thomas you know might be one of the rare times where tiger isn't the best iron player in the group you know, because those guys are really good with with their long irons too, and their mid irons. So it's going to be fun to see how he how he fares. And only Morikawa is only his third major championship. So uh, you know, and he's and he's already he's, he's one for two. Pretty pretty good record. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely uh, absolutely incredible. Um, uh, speaking of. Uh... Waking up a gay his game, Stuart Sink. We can't um, pass over the fact that uh, after 11 years and his win at Turnberry, 
He rallies to win at the Safeway Open. What a story. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, Stuart Sink is 47 years old. It would have been very, very easy to think that his winning days were done. Um, and, you know, I, I noted this the other day when he won out there. I remember when he won that Open at uh, Turnberry, you know, and obviously uh, – an incredible story was missed there by Tom Watson not winning. And I always remember thinking back then that, you know, Stuart Sink, great guy, great player. You know, he, 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 had, he had a couple of good wins to that point. And I thought, this is going to open up the door to a lot more. You know, this is going to mean that he's going to, you know, win a bunch of times now and push his win total over past 10. You know, maybe add another major or a world golf event or something. And, and as it turned out, you know, he, he never won again. I mean, until until this past Sunday, you know, he had six wins and he never won again. I mean, he was on Ryder Cup teams after that. You know, he was on he was a solid player on the 2010 U.S. Ryder Cup team. He had been, he, you know, he had been one of the U.S.'s best players. And uh, the fact that he never won again until now is just really odd. But it's great to see it happen. His son chatting for him, you know, his wife went through uh, cancer issues over the last few years, uh, and she was there. You know, he, he, he stepped away from the tour for a while because of that. So, look, it's, uh, it's a great story. Good for him. It means he'll be in next year's Masters, and, and, and you know, basically he'll, uh, he'll be in the U.S. Open next year most likely. It's uh, just an excellent, uh, you know, a, a feel-good story to start the new season. I bet, I bet he wishes he was teeing it up tomorrow um, because, uh, you know, he's, he, he, yep. he, could be a, he could be an interesting story in the mix here, but um, certainly a great win. He's a very popular guy, and, you know, we, we frequently tell these comeback stories, and, you know, I, I think he was uh, looked at a little bit as a villain, you know, outlasting uh, fan favorite Tom Watson in that 2009 British Open. Uh, but, you know, he, he's just a, a great guy. And like you said, um, another one of those great stories in golf. Well, Bob, no it's, question. it's that time. What, uh, who, well, I think I heard you say the X Factor. You're going with Xander, who's one of my picks. Uh, but if, uh, if we look outside DJ and the ones we've talked about, is there, is there anybody you think that we could be, you know, uh, you know, that's off the radar? Yeah, you know, how about one of the Oklahoma State young guys like Victor Hovland? Whoa! You know, who's who's uh, who's you know, he's he's not unlike Morikawa. You know, got a lot of game, had a lot of success already, and uh, I'm not sure if. Wayne Foote is suited for him or not, but, um, you know, these young guys seem to not care. They just they just go out there and take care of business. So, you know, we're looking for somebody a little bit off, off the pace. Maybe there's, there's someone. Again, you know, the guys who have some patience and can grind out a bunch of pars are, are, are good ones to pick this week because, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to run into some adversity on this golf course. That's a good message for amateur golfers, right, Bob? Sometimes grinding out pars and even a few bogeys is good because, as we know, this golf course, uh, uh, you know, 
often uh, a few over par, a few over par, uh, takes, takes the trophy home. No question. I'm very familiar with grinding out bogeys. <laughs> I relate to that. All right. <laughs> Bob, Bob here of ESPN. I know you're a busy guy. It's a major week. Thanks so much for spending some time with the Golf Insiders. Thanks a lot. Take care.